Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Uh, what do you want to talk about today? Well, considering we just logged on to this call and we're just about to have a great uh, conversation, I've got a whole list of things that I think we should talk about. Nice. Number one. I'm so glad that you you prepared the, the list beforehand. <laughs> I did. And you know what? It's written here in bullet points. Um, yeah, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Ukraine. We know all the details. We're going to be talking about a <laughs> funny, uh, just some funny parts about it, little tiny pieces that we are adding to the puzzle, um, you know, related to Zelensky, the president, and to a funny uh, anti-Putin chant that we looked into a little bit here um, on the Wikipedia section. Um, we're also going to be talking about mystery, a performance artist that I once knew in Chicago when I worked in a haunted house. We'll be telling that story. Um, and also, oh yeah, how to get away with murder episode whatever. And it's, it's definitely not getting old for us. We're just, still so fascinated. I just get scared. I'm going to... I don't know what I'm scared of. I don't know why dipping my toes into something that is fully fictional is making me nervous that I, or someone I know, will do a murder on someone. That's not going to happen. Right? Just, it couldn't. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Just don't. It's it, Because it's a thought exercise where it's like, how much could yes. you plan? And then I'm like, I don't even want to start any planning. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's a thought exercise like Schrodinger's murder. Exactly. You put murder in the box, you put some cyanide in that box, and, you, and then the murder exists in a state of existence and non-existence at the same time. That's right. Which Quantum. is why we have to talk about things like we did on this episode, how to get away with murder with a straw. Because that is so far oh, outside yeah. of the way I would actually murder somebody. I think. I haven't put any thought into it. <laughs> Shit. If the cops are listening to this... Well, we're about like, to. Well, here it is, all laid out on this podcast. This is how he did it. <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else in this episode? It's going to be awesome. It's a lot of fun. I love talking with Dan. Yay. And I, I love, love talking, talking with, with Tim. Tim. Everybody, welcome to Singapore. We are live. <laughs> <laughs> For the folks at home, if you're listening to this in your car on your drive from the Apple website, guess what? We're live. This is live. <laughs> We're talking to you, Mark. Hey, Mark. Trouble at home. Put both hands on the wheel. Ten and two, buddy. Get that hand off your dick, buddy. Drive this. Get shit. that hand off your dick. Jesus, Mark. We see what you're doing. You can't be doing that on the way to work, pal. Yeah. Welcome to the newest technology of podcasts, where we can uh, broadcast live and also see you in your cars. We're Big Brother, and we're Big Brother, and we can smell you too. <laughs> hey, that is a great segue to. <gasps> Reading reviews, reading reviews, super exciting to be reading these reviews. <laughs> this is a new segment on the show based on an old classic called Reading Reviews, where we will be reading reviews. <laughs> this is a review for the podcast. 
Oh my god! And if you write a podcast, if you write a if you write a podcast, if you write a podcast, then maybe we'll feature your podcast on this podcast. We'll turn your podcast into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is our one and only review uh, from M Cone nineteen nineteen. Hope it's a friend. It is. He says uh, the title is "Taste Good, Real Good." To be perfectly honest, I haven't even listened to this yet, but I've smelled the cover and it tastes real good. <laughs> I know both of these guys in real life too, and they both taste and smell as well as the cover art do. <laughs> Welp. Welp. Anyway, back to you, Dan. Back to you, Tim. See you for our next murder workshop. Thank you, M. Cone. You want I should bring a straws? Straws. Wow. This is already inside jokes that I have no recollection of. What do we do? Did we say something about straws and murder? Look, my brain... No. Okay. I do not think we said anything about straws and murder, but that could uh, segue us into, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, gonna get murdered. But a quick quick segue... Welcome to How how to Get Away with Murder. Welcome to How Good is Your Murder, 1 to 10. How good is your murder? Um, (laughs) There's really only one part of that scale, which is, is the person you're attempting to murder dead? Then you got a 10. (laughs) Here's the deal. One time in Chicago, I went to a party, and I brought, um, as my thing to bring, I brought, um, it was like a it was like a regular-ass party with alcohol and fun, and I brought, like, I went to the store and pretty much bought every pack of um, multicolored rainbow straws for, on the shelf, like boxes and boxes of them. <laughs> And I showed up to the party, and yeah, I was the hero. <laughs> People could barely drink their PBRs out of their cans and without my... Yeah, no, actually, they did it just fine. <laughs> and I think those straws are probably just went straight into the trash, right into the landfill. Oh, no. Straight into you a know, fish's the straws, anus. <laughs> the straws are the problem. We know that now. We know that now as a society. It was straws all along. Yes, now we've got paper straw. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I never really liked straws at all, in general. Ooh, let's talk about that. There's something here. Yeah, there's something here. Well, I mean, it's it's a little, like, uh, feeds into my homophobia, I guess, because I'm sucking on something that's cylindrical, right? Yeah, you're sucking on a big guy's dick. Yeah, and if you know one thing about me, I'm I'm the super homophobic. (gasps) I actually didn't know that at all, Dan. That's crazy. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm not. I'm very comfortable cuddling with anybody and everybody. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. My um, friend, well, uh, related to India. Ooh. Singapore. My friend, uh, he's a clown, and he did like cl- some clowning classes over there or clowning performance of some type, whatever, whatever. But the people that he met, a lot of them were very comfortable cuddling, men and women alike. And holding hands. Oh, man. I love holding hands. I don't know if it was just those people or if it was, like, the culture in general. But he said everyone was extremely comfortable. Did you know that hands are an erogenous zone? I'll say. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing you know, they're going to be doing something called a hand job. Ooh. Now let's let's talk more about this, Tim. What is this that you you call it a, a hand job? It's an idea that I just thought of. Basically, someone strokes mm. your hand, mm. 
Oh, nice. Until, well, have you seen Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, stroke the guy's hand until the string comes out of it. Uh, this yeah. is disgusting. I <laughs> Megan, I know you're listening. I am sorry to go right down this rabbit hole immediately. <laughs> Let's shape um, up, ship out, talk about killing. Time! Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about uh, getting away with murder with a straw. You were. I think that if you murder someone with a straw, no jury can convict you. <laughs> That's just simply yeah. not true. Well, I mean, think about it. If you can sip, you must acquit. acquit. If you can sip, you must equip. Equit. Acquit. Equit. Equip. Equip. If you... (laughs) All right, there was nothing there. That was dumb. How would you do it with a straw, Dan? Why don't we do it with a straw? (laughs) Why don't we do it with a straw? (laughs) No one will be watching us. It's the perfect crime. (laughs) I would do it with a straw a lot like a knife, right? Just try to stab as hard as you can. I'll tell you right now, that ain't going to work. Do you think that you have Sorry. to stab really hard with a knife? Do you, or is it no. like pretty easy if Is it pretty well, easy? Depending on sharpness of knife. Oh yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I bet, a butter knife. I bet the, Yeah. A butter knife you'd have to stab really flipping hard. And yeah. Is it even worth sh- it at that point? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. If you're trying and you're poking and prodding, it's not going through, give up on that murder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and um, yeah. This is how I would do it with a straw. I would wait till they were asleep. Sneak oh. into their bedroom. Put the straw up their nose. Oh. And, and leave. plug the other end of the straw. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. And plug the other end of the straw. Thereby cutting off their air supply and killing them instantly. Boom. The coroner would be like, how, this is so confusing. It's so kind of clownish, the way this ended up. I can't even correctly assess the type of death. Could could have been murder. I have no idea. Clown murder. Clown murder. Oh, yeah. Dan, I don't fucking know. Excuse my language. The thing is... Well, now we got the explicit tag. Thanks. We need, we need <laughs> to reveal some of our actual murder secrets. I think that's the only way that segment's going to really pop off. Some of the ways uh, that yeah. we've gotten away with it in the past, and that we're going to be getting away with it in the coming days. Well, we could, we could, we could uh, try to go by example, and uh, you can absolutely get away with murder if you are a rich white man. <laughs> absolutely done, done, and I mean, done. Yeah, and murder here's whoever like, you want. Here's the best. Especially if they're union workers. There you go. The <laughs> best way to get away with it is to degrade society by accumulating wealth at the top, thereby crushing the people at the bottom with the least wealth into permanent poverty, service, service work, um, and ultimately early death. That's how you do it. You'd be rich. And just the very presence of your richness causes the rest of society to struggle. Because, you know, your rent, as a rich person, I don't know what percent of your income 
if you want to buy a car as a rich person, what percent of your overall dough is is this car? Let's say you bought a really cheap car, ten thousand dollars. One percent, isn't that what they call them? That the one percent. <laughs> but if you're a poor person, because that's how much they cars are. If you're a poor person and you're and you got like man, you you even had a good time and you saved up thirty grand. It's still a third of your wallet to get a ten thousand dollar car. That ain't right. That ain't right, man. That ain't right. And you're you're killing us, Richies. <laughs> Richies. Ooh, derogatory term for the rich. <laughs> Call them Richies. That's gonna get Ouch, the tears. That stings. Flowing. I say. I say. <laughs> mm, that stings. What sucks? How insulting! Is it cool to have candy for breakfast for lunch? Uh, yeah, for breakfast for lunch. I can't do sugar anymore. You fucking lucky duck! I just got on the sugar train a few years ago now. He... Oh, really? Yeah. Certain sugar sucks, donkey balls. God, I'm explicit today. Donkey nuts. Oh, you hmm? fucking. Donk, yeah, fuck a donk, donk a donk. <laughs> uh, here's another thing. Here's another thing about um, trying to get away with murder as a rich white man. Yeah. You got to be careful about those masses that you're oppressing, rising up and bringing out the guillotines. My be careful, because then you definitely don't get away with the murder. You are, you're getting, you know, the it's the, the, the capital punishment. Yeah, yeah. Do you think oh, something like that? That's how you will... get away with murder if you're a poor person. There you go. Be a part of an uprising. Oh, uh, yeah. Uprising. Yeah. Get away with murder think? by mur- murdering the bourgeoisie. There you go. And do you think that something like that will ever happen again? Also, you know what I heard about that? I mean, this would be something for um, to actually research and for people who actually know stuff about it. But I think basically a lot of the guillotinings were like scapegoat people that were like, the friends of rich people or like <laughs> the other it was oh. like it was like uh, yeah yeah so it was like oh yeah i mean but as a statement woohoo we guillotined all the fucking rich people nice but i think at the end of the yeah. day a lot of the rich people got out scot free and the most of the guillotinings they weren't all... weren't actually the real rich people yeah i think in that scenario everybody all those people just moved to brazil wait a minute <laughs> that's what the nazis did yeah, <laughs> but do you think we're ever gonna see something like that in our lifetimes? I don't think there's a way. Oh, man, I think that, there's like I mean, what with private security and the way that rich people surround themselves with protection and stuff. I don't think there's ever mm-hmm. gonna be a way we can get to them enough to guillotine them. <laughs> Not with that attitude. There is an insane. <laughs> my God. Anyway, I got stories, man. I got fucking stories. Oh, of uh, revolutionary uprisings? Well, no, just of a rich person's house. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The separation between the two classes is insane. So if you just meet any rich person, then everything about them is just crazy insane now. um, So this was Megan and I were out on Long Island in New York for a little while. Um, in a place called the Hamptons, very famous, famous for having rich people as well. Um, cause Megan's aunt lives in this little tiny cottage out there and teaches at a ballet school. 
I guess I guess it is her ballet school. It's it's very small. But anyway, so she rubs and elbows with some rich people. Um, she lives in a very small, small house. Um, but we would drive around and be like, oh, there's Jimmy Fallon's house. And there's like, this is like the old money here in Southampton and the new money in East Hampton and you know, all that stuff. But one of the houses we drove by, it was like the guy had apparently bribed or paid the city a certain amount of money. To be able to have as much beachfront property as he wanted, which was like the amount. I've looked at it on Google Maps from above. It's pretty crazy because he owns like there's like semi mansions on the beach that you can see from the beach. Like mansions made out of semi trucks. You're losing. No, absolutely not. You're you're way off. No, No. that would be moronic. Welcome to MTV Cribs. I got yeah. this truck. It's part of my mansion. It's, uh, it's uh, welded together with uh, 16 other semi-trucks. <laughs> it's a weird idea. I mean, but MTV sick. Cribs needed a, needed to jump the shark somehow, so here we go. Dude, put enough put enough time, effort, and money into something like that. That's an art, pr- art piece right there that I'd like to see. Oh, damn. Yeah. Show me a house made out of Isn't semi-trucks. It? Yeah. Fucking do yeah. it. A reverse Optimus yeah. Prime. <laughs> <laughs> He's a reverse Optimus Prime because he turns from a, a truck it's into a, a mansion. Because it's yeah, yeah. The opposite of a of a robot is a is a house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, this guy owned like so much beachfront property, and then also like way off the beach, and then from above you can see like his house. His, just his property has like roads on it to drive because there's like the main entrance the service worker entrance the tennis court area the second pool area the other tennis court area like and then let alone the gigantic compound in the middle that's like damn crazy you know so with all those roads did the roads inspire the idea for the semi-trucks jesus christ and you're thick (laughs) you're thick (laughs) (laughs) i love that insult you're thick I was thinking about this, and I did tweet about it. Right, did you have to learn cursive in school, Dan? Oh yeah, and now it's not happening anymore. Yeah, what? They're just up like, with that? Mm, yeah. Well, they were like, well, never mind. I think it's because, do you, well, how do you sign checks? I do sign. Or how them. do you write checks? I do. My signature is cursive, and that's the only cursive I use. What about writing the the numbers? To, uh, not the numbers, but writing out the words of the numbers. I don't write that in cursive, do you? No. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think that's why. I think that the banks started seeing our generation like we taught them cursive. Why aren't they? Why aren't they using cursive to write the numbers? Are we supposed this to write to them in cursive? Needs to be less legible. Why would we write the numbers just because our parents wrote it in cursive? Because they're just so quick at writing checks. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, quicker check writing, and then checks became obsolete because we stopped writing them in cursive. <laughs> and like, whoa, oh boy, cursive These... is just obsolete now. Jesus, let's stop teaching it. It's so funny, but I tweeted about it. I tweeted, you know, a little joke about it, and immediately one of my Gen Z friends chimed in and said, "I'm great at cursive." And I said, "What the hell? Why are you learning cursive? You should be learning hot chip and lie." <laughs> What is that? <laughs> you don't know that meme, Dan? Hot chip and lie? 
Is it like a sp- spicy chip and then you lie about it being no. spicy? It's like a meme that's like, like you're sp- trying to be a tough guy. Trying to eat a spicy chip. No, let me try and guess what this is. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you eat a spicy chip. No. And you're like, <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> and they're like, everybody around you is like, ooh, is that a bit too spicy for you? Huh? And, then you and then you're <clears throat> lying about it? <clears throat> no, 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 no. I, you know, I, I'm uh, one of those people that has a high tolerance to spiciness, so. Uh... <clears throat> Would you care for another chip? That's- Oh yeah, absolutely. What these non-spicy ones? Yeah, of course. I'll. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course. Perhaps you'd like mm. to <laughs> dump the crumbs in. Sure. Oh yeah, sure. Because the bag is f- finished. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. D- you know what I like to do? I like to fill the bag with the crumbs in it, with uh, with just a big gallon of milk, and down that along with it. Not because of sp- spiciness. Well, you're lucky, because we have new spicy Cheetos-flavored milk. Cool Ooh, Ranch give it to me. spicy-flavored milk. Brought to you by Dairy Farmers of America, in collaboration with Cheeto. <laughs> we got How does that even work? These, yeah. hmm? There's like, there's like uh, Flamin' Hot Cheeto stuff all over all these different products. Like they, These corporations that are supposed to be, you know, in a, the free market... Uh, battling with each other are collaborating yeah they're getting stronger together conglomerating with the spicy hot cheeto new spicy hot cheeto mountain dew sponsored by ukraine (laughs) (laughs) you can get all the great mountain dew flavor and all of the great spicy fucking cheeto flavor and we're helping save ukraine (laughs) is it time for wikipedia then mystery i think it's time for world war three Okay. Just kidding. Let's go. If World War Three starts, can I not be in New York? I feel like that's probably a bad place. Yeah, you should probably get out of that place. Uh, I should probably get out of California, <laughs> too, right? We'll meet. Oh, no, there's Utah. Hawaii. They'll attack Hawaii first. Yeah, for some reason. Wait. What? Um, did we finish up? Oh, Hot Chip and Lie? Do you want to know the origin of this meme, or...? Oh yeah, sorry. So basically, <laughs> I, thought I, it. I thought I hit the nail on the head. Oh, you were so close. You were about ninety percent of the way there. It's just a apparently, I think it was based on a Facebook post where some guy was just like mad that he got broken up with or something. So he's like, "Man, all these bitches or whatever, oh, they don't know anything about anything anymore. All they know is paint their nails and you know." Be mean, eat hot chip, be lesbian, all that, blah, blah. you know, and it had this whole list, and then it got sort of memeified by the culture, and the list would just keep getting shorter anytime anyone would post it, and then sort of the most, the farthest down the road post was just, man, these bitches don't know anything, all they know is eat hot chip and lie. <laughs> it's just like, the list was like ten things long that he was mad about, and it's just funny to like shorten it to the... <laughs> those two eat hot chip for a while it was stuck on eat hot chip be lesbian and lie or something like that eat hot chip be lesbian and lie eat hot chip and lie i think that was i think he was mad because his girlfriend maybe got with another girl or something have memes just gone off the rails let's talk about it here on a segment called meme rails What's the cue the music? Back in my day, you posted a picture of a pickle, and that was good enough to me- as a meme. <laughs> Maybe some text that said, "Pickle this, 
Pickle that. Pickle this, pickle that. Shit's getting worse. All right, now man. it's time Shit's for Wikipedia. Then yeah. mystery. Now it's time for Wik. That, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm not even gonna edit that. That's we're keeping that in. <laughs> you, better <laughs> use your, you better use your side of it, cause yeah, there's a little delay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh well. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Wikipedia. Then mystery. Hit him with the theme song. Then mystery, get on the magic school bus, but not the one from the show. It's time for Danny and Tim to take you on the road. We're flying into space. We're usually clicking the random button on Wikipedia. And a lot of it is names we never heard of, or in the article is short. What's up with that? What's up with that? And then Tim will do a mystery. <laughs> This Wikipedia article is called Servant of the People. I'm in. Servant of the People is a Ukrainian political satire comedy television series created and produced by Volodymyr Zelensky, who stars as Vasil Petrovich Holobrodoko. Holobrodoko. A high school history teacher in his 30s who is unexpectedly elected president of Ukraine after a viral video filmed by his one of his students shows him making a profane rant against government corruption in his country. Wow. The series is produced by Kvartal 95, which was founded by Zelensky. It would become much more involved in Ukraine's actual politics. On March 31st, 2018, a political party named after the television series was registered with the Ministry of Justice. Furthermore, Zelensky, wow. who played the protagonist of the series as the president of U- U- Ukraine, was actually elected president of Ukraine on April 21st, 2019, with over 70% of the second round vote. Well, now, wait a minute. What happened in the first round? Wait, that's crazy. Oh, the first round the first round was also um a landslide. Oh, sick. And the third and fourth yeah, the, rounds. Uh, those were close. <laughs> just the, they just went to second. Just they just went to second base and they were like, "Take me home." Wait, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, the president wow. of Ukraine is a former comedian. It's like as if uh John Stewart was elected president. Oh, I wish you would run. No, I don't know. I know. Uh, right? Actually, honestly, maybe. Fuck <laughs> it. I don't fucking know. Wait, this is crazy, though. This is insane. This is, um, I knew that he was a comedian. People said that. And I said, yeah, what what improv theaters has he trained at? <laughs> um, how are his sweep edits, I said. His tag ends. What are his, are his characters too broad or maybe too subtle? I mean, what's his play style? Is he pretty dry? <laughs> Or is he wet, wet as hell? <laughs> He's a, is he one of those guys that throws on a wig and just lets it fly? Or is he somebody who wrote I, the whole script and memorized it? I think he brings a bunch of fruit and a sledgehammer on stage, and Wait he really just lets it lets it fly. Gallagher Zelensky. <laughs> now, this is crazy. Okay. Also, didn't okay. 
I mouse over corruption in his country. Corruption is widespread in Ukrainian society. It doesn't even say government. It just says society. Society, In 2012, Ernst & Young put Ukraine among the three most corrupt nations in the world, alongside Colombia and Brazil. And in 2015, The Guardian called Ukraine the most corrupt nation in Europe. So it's interesting. He made, and then he made a show where he was like a history teacher ranting about this corruption and then get named president, eat hot chip, and lie. (laughs) (laughs) Three seasons, 51 eps. Damn. People loved it. Oh, yeah. It was really popular. Servant of People aired on the One Plus One channel in Ukraine. The studio also posted all episodes for free on YouTube. Oh, we gotta check this out. Oh my god. The show is available for streaming and download on Netflix in some countries. Probably not us. Belarusian TV channel Belarus One started broadcasting the show in evening primetime on November 11th, 2019. The Russian channel TNT aired only the pilot episode of the show's first series on December 11th, 2019, claiming it did so as a marketing move to raise awareness of the platform. TNT cut a scene from the episode in which President-elect Holoborodko asked if Russian President Vladimir Putin (coughs) wore a hublot, a joke referring to a well-known anti-Putin chant (laughs) in Ukraine. Okay, hublot, what is that? Hublot is a Swiss luxury watchmaker. Hold on, let's decipher this joke, because this is fantastic. TNT cut a scene from the episode in which the president-elect in the episode asked if the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, wore a Hublot, which is a Swiss luxury watch, which is a joke referring to a well-known anti-Putin chant in Ukraine, which is Putin... Ooh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that right. Kulo. 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 Oh, I actually do know how to pronounce it. Because of this video game I'm playing. Kulo. Kulo. Commonly translated as Putin is a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how does that have to do with the watch, though? Hold on. We need to to go further into this. Maybe it's... Maybe... I mean, maybe... You know how like uh, oh. douchebags drive big trucks. I, you know what? I actually, I think I know what it is. I think it's because the that watch, Hublot sounds like Hublot, Hulot. Oh, Hulo. They're just kidding. Never mind. I don't know actually. Language and meaning. Oh yeah, literally dick. Oh my god. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a. a, a, a it sounds the same. A, a hum, a homophone joke. We love this. Like, hey, Putin, do you wear a dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because he asks him, it goes, it it says it, it's, it is pronounced the same way. Putin Hulo, which sounds the same as Kulo. Or Hulo. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird, uh, it's so funny because I'm playing this video game that has all this Russian in it. And, it, and it's, oh. and they like keep saying these same phrases over and over again because they're like, the bad guys are always like communicating with each other. I mean, the good guys and the bad guys are Russian in this game. But anyway, the the like 
scavenger Russians are always talking to each other. They're like saying things. I, I looked up the translations and stuff. They're like, oh, there's that little bitch behind the wall. They'll say stuff like that. <laughs> but like it's in Russian, but I hear the same phrases over and over again. So it's like the little audio clips like play it endlessly. It's like, fuck you, Granata! Which I think means like, fucking granada or maybe it's actually a russian phrase like hook you or something i don't know but anyway hook you Hulo. i think it's like hulo 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 yeah pretty i'm actually pretty sure it's putin hulo because dickhead would make sense because they say because these scabs in this game are like little fuckers they say stuff like dickhead and stuff like that all the time so hulo <laughs> banyat is actually one of the phrases hulo banyat but I don't know what banyat means. Dick, maybe Fascinating. over there. Anyway. Dickhead over there? Good research. This is good, great. Good, good connecting, connecting dots. <laughs> Did you click, click the audio clip on that article? Did you see it? Oh, no. In the Putin Hulo, it's a chant at a football match. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get this on my. Wow. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe World War Three. Maybe. Or maybe it's just maybe maybe it's just gonna be like because uh, <laughs> everybody's really loving this Zelensky guy. He's just a dude. Giving the finger to an invading n- nuclear power. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, it's truly like, it, this is such a weird time for a, for a war. It's in the age of many, many cameras and internets. Because it just seems yeah. so obvious and egregious. It's not, the, it's not the 70s where it's like, you got a newspaper article like a few, like a week after. It's like, oh, by the way, Russia invaded Ukraine. It's like, wow, I hope those people are doing okay or whatever. This is like live and in person. We are getting fully footage, you know, videos, yeah. personal accounts on a scale that and also, you know, it probably would have been like this potentially in Iraq and Afghanistan if we spoke the language oh, yeah. or if our like internet's crossed over a little bit more with those people. I wonder yeah. if we would have seen similar stories of United States. Yeah. You know. Well, back then too, uh, like not the uh, the smartphone wasn't as ubiqu- ubiquitous. Very true. And um, so maybe uh, the, yeah, okay. Sending sending and receiving video wasn't as uh, as easy. You're right, actually. Compression like compression rates and everything has made that just because that was like 2001. Just huh? uh, yeah, yeah. Until how long? 2012 or 13 or something. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> damn <clears throat> I think it's I, I have a uh, there's a there's weird um, I get a weird feeling because I don't know uh, it's like I can't I don't feel like I can commentate very much on what's happening it's just like same <laughs> and, and because um, I feel like I'm not really uh uh, it's hard for me to wrap my head around like every single complex aspect of the whole thing. But I do know one thing. I kind of like I like that the president of Ukraine is just a former comedian. Yep. <laughs> and that he's just like 
fuck this. We're not gonna we're not gonna belly up and just have just become you know Russian occupied. We're gonna fight against it. I I like those two things, but I'm sure it's much more complex. But I don't know. Yeah. No. I I that's on the base level. That's how I'm feeling as well. It's like. You know. Any, I, I'm not for any type of killing, murdering, war, guns, any of that. I'm. It's pretty much, pretty much a zero for me on that stuff. Don't, yeah. Don't ever do yeah. that ever. Anybody. Anybody ever. No yeah. guns. No killing. Tune in. Tune in for how to get away with murder. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I had a really good idea for with a gun. But anyway, but we'll save that. But anyway, you know. So it it like at the baseline, you know. But it is interesting too of like I I've thought about this, you know, for I am in the same boat as you a little bit where I'm like I really don't know anything about that section of the world and these people and their geopolitical relationships and all this stuff, how the how various people are feeling about various things about it and the people that are there, you know. Obviously, you know, people don't want their fucking homes bombed and killed and everything. But it is funny how quickly everybody online is down to dive right in, it seems. You know what I mean? Well, maybe yeah. that's what they need. Maybe <laughs> they need people to dive right in. Maybe the time for, like, you know, global movement. I just, here's the here's the part of it also that worries me. <clears throat> and I don't think that's what's happening here, but it does, like, open the door for the future i don't have we had like a major scandal where people dove right in on the wrong side yet where like Um, later it was revealed oh shit like everybody was on this person's side or on this i guess there's been minor things like that but no like like anti-vaxxers i guess but i'm i'm talking more like you know, where it's like there's major global news, and then everybody's like, "We stand with." Not here's like I'm. I don't even. I don't mm. want to use this as an example because it's not. Because I don't think that's what's happening here. Oh well. But you know what I mean. It would be like oh, I, if you, Ukraine was actually the aggressor or something, but they had such a massive like social media uh, grip that they were able to manipulate the general global public into support for the wrong. You know, right. like the wrong side. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just worried about well, that was, because how quickly yeah. everybody jumped right in all the way, like, I, yeah, without a second the, thought. Did like, you see <laughs> Stephen you know. Stephen King, uh, a, a subject of this podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a popular popular subject of this podcast? Stephen King, our buddy, I do he like listens him. to the podcast. Um, oh, Steve, what's up? <laughs> he uh, he tweeted uh, uh, like a like a picture of himself wearing a shirt that says i stand, uh, I stand with, with ukraine. ukraine yeah 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 and then immediately so, yeah, people are jumping like, in on it and i did do i shirt. you know i i looked into the wikipedia article on Zelensky himself too mm-hmm. and please um, tell me he's squeaky clean i would love it if that guy's like i mean he is pretty much squeaky clean the thing is like when he created the business for the the studio uh for um, for the TV show, and then they turned it into a political party and sort of, cre- yeah, created a new, like, third party that won mm-hmm. because, and I think that's that's great. We should have that in the United States. That's what we need in the United States is a third party to actually make it, make some, some, some kind of, you know, change in the, um, uh, 
the, the two party system happen. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually uh, there's there's controversy about them having with that company offshore accounts, which is like Uh-oh. that's what all politicians do. They all have offshore accounts so that they can use untaxed money to pay for their campaigns and shit and so uh, i mean again i don't i don't think i can speak uh on it uh very with with any kind of education or anything um but uh it seems like he kind of had to do that because it's like you have to fight fire with fire you know he had to play their game so there's stuff about these offshore accounts that's like underneath the controversies on his uh, his own Wikipedia article. Mm. When he took office, he handed over um, his shares in in those accounts to his partner, but his partner stayed on as a political partner. Wink. And like, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. His family still gets money from that. Mm, interesting. Well, yeah. but other than that, like he. He's kind of like a hard worker his whole life. He's like well educated. He's uh he's a, a people's person. Um not like just a shyster. <laughs> yeah. Who it, it doesn't seem like his upbringing was really uh, privileged or anything. Well, that's cool. Okay. I mean, also, you know what? I think it's hard to be a comedian and also be a bad guy because as a comedian, your job is to like you know, your job is to, to observe humans and how they look and feel and think. And you can't observe humans yeah. and how they look and feel and think and then be like, yeah, and I actually want to exploit that. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. pretty hard. There's no joke there. There's no joke in exploiting. All right, Tim, you got a mystery? I do, I do, man, and I am circling on being able to find this guy. I'm looking for him. The mystery, it was Okay, s- folks. Okay, folks, folks, listen up. If you if you weren't listening before, listen up now. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're just tuning in. Focus up. Hey, hey. Don't just put this podcast on in the background. Engage mentally. This is good info. Yes. Yell at your radios. Um so Tim uh, tried to find a mystery, and uh, he uh, is trying to look for it, and just cannot find it. It doesn't exist on the internet. It's, the it's th- just that mysterious. So today's mystery is this m- mystery. This is a mysterious thing that Tim thought existed, but maybe it doesn't. <laughs> The mystery is Tim's brain. The mystery is Tim's dementia. Listen to this. Early this is onset actually, Alzheimer's. You're, you're going to want to listen to this one. This is actually a pretty good story. If I haven't told you already, did, have I told you about... Did the, you find it? Well, I, I really want to actually find the guy, but have, have I told you about my time? I think I maybe have, but I think it's been a while. The time I worked in a haunted house in Chicago. Have I told you about oh. that? Oh. That sounds familiar. Um, go on. Go on. Oh, man, I really feel like I'm close to finding this guy. 
All the right. mystery is the mystery that there's a real ghost who was <laughs> pretending to be an, an actor in the haunted house. No. And everybody's like, whoa, you're so good. <laughs> you're so good. No makeup comes in every Thank day. you. Thank you. Oh, stop. Here's the, here's, there was no ghost, but there was an, like, an outsider artist who also worked at the haunted house. Ooh, LOL. There's a lot of interesting stories about this haunted house, in my opinion. Danny and I both worked in a haunted house in high school. They hired the drama department. We spent weeks creating our characters. Um, We wrote their bios. We practiced, um, (laughs) you know, things we could say and do as these characters. And then when it came time for the haunted house, basically I would just throw open a painting and go, ah, and then close the painting. (laughs) So, you know, all that character work really kind of paid off. Um, it oh, scares. Yeah. Um. I would throw I would throw open the the portrait uh, window and go. I used to be an engineer, but then I was laid <laughs> off. <laughs> My name is Herbert Smithers. Uh, and, um, my median, I'm, my income, I, I, I used to be a successful banker until I, all right, you're already in the next room. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They just, they got I've too, always wanted to study ballet. They got too scared of your exposition. <laughs> of your exposition. <laughs> Wait, that would be a really funny, oh my God. Wait, this is genius. Yeah, we're there creating be, a sketch right now. Well, we're this creating a, a sketch. sketch. We're also creating a comedy haunted house. Where oh, people yes. yell exposition at you. <laughs> um, a lot of the time, they just yell exposition. That's like, <laughs> you know, I'm under, I'm in, I'm, I'm crushing medical debt. It's <laughs> like, ah, you know, <laughs> student loans. No. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Any weasels? I, I I was in Chicago. My and... mother is in the hospital. My mother. Yeah. Oh my god. So okay. Well, basically, so I got to Chicago and I was like, man, I need employment. When I first got there, and I was like, what do I have experience in? Haunted houses. I did it two years in high school. I'm a pro. I and I and I somehow got connected with this haunted house. I auditioned and I got the role. My role was this was at a time. When, what year was this? 2012, something like that, when Justin Bieber was popping off. And this haunted house was modern and huge, and they had, like, sort of joke scares and things like that. Um, It was, like, Chicago-based as well. So they were, like, you would get on the the elevated train in one of the rooms of the haunted house. It was very scary, very cool. Um, You know, of course, they treated us pretty poorly as the employees, but that's fine. One of the things they did was um, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, if you are never, ever late and you sign in with your key card every single time before 5 o'clock or whatever it was, you are entered into the pool of people that gets to split this massive sum of money at the end. I don't know, $1,000, $5,000, something like that. Oh, my God. And I know for a fact not everybody showed up before 5. But my my breakdown of that lump was so small i it really oh. drove me to show up on time i mean i would have anyway but i was never late a single time because i was like damn five thousand dollars there's only how many people even work here 30 people that's a good uh-huh. chunk of change turns out all 30 yeah. showed up anyway scam oh man but anyway i was working in there um 
I wow. was a that's Justin. Such a, that's such a such a fucking dumb motivator. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's just like I mean, it's just like, to just pay your employees well. That should be you. all the motivation I mean, that honestly, employees should need. Just at the end of the day, for like everything, it should be pay your employees well. <laughs> anyway, but so you know. Uh, I was a Justin Bieber fanatic was my sort of room in the haunted house. It was like you turn a corner, you like leave the haunted hospital, and then all of a sudden you're in a haunted basement where there's all these Justin Bieber pictures on the wall. And then I pop out and go, I want to have his baby, 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 oh! And I'm all fucked up and scary looking and everyone like is scared. A haunted Justin Bieber basement? Yeah, exactly. And there's jars of piss everywhere. But... Um, <laughs> I mean, it was really funny. There's a lot of stories Justin here, but... Bieber. Hey, this is Justin Bieber. Welcome to MTV Cribs. This is my basement full of piss. <laughs> but, you know, I was a fan, you know, and whatever, whatever. But it was so funny. Like, here's, like, a little part about that. You would hear various groups coming through the haunted house, and every so often there would be a gigantic group of teen girls because you could hear them coming a mile away because every scare... Oh, yeah. Every single scare, they would all synchronize a big scream at the same time. And you could hear them a mile mm-hmm. away. Ah! They go to the next scare. Ah! <laughs> all of them together. And then they would come to my room. I would jump out, scare them. They would all scream at the same time. They were like, I don't know, you know. And then... I, so I would be singing that song, I want to have his baby, baby, baby. And they would all drop their fear fully, all of them, and sing what? the real song kind of with Oh, my me. God. They would go, baby, baby, oh. They would just fully not be afraid anymore, and it would just drop right into that song. It happened more than once. It was crazy. Anyway. The mystery oh my here. God. I kind of, you know, I I Maybe actually like me. to go through haunted houses in a in a similar way, uh, <laughs> not with actual fear, but just because it's very exciting and screaming is kind of fun. Oh and then like God. if someone suddenly like, <laughs> and now here's a sing along, I'm totally singing along to that. I'm, dro- <laughs> I'm like dropping into that mode of excitement as well. It's that all the same is to me. So funny. Wait, yeah, just treating it like an interactive ride or something. Wait, that's yeah, so funny. Yeah. Also, I never thought about that. I'm always just trying to not be scared, but maybe it would be funny to like <laughs> go through just a haunted lean house into and it. let myself scream whenever something scares me. Like instead of being like, "Oh my god," being like, "Ah!" just fully screaming. <laughs> oh my god, they wait. Okay, that just drove me to want to go to a haunted house. Anyway, so the okay, one more one more quick story, and then we'll actually get to the mystery. And I wanted to kind of dive into this because there's a lot of juice here. Um, some of the people who worked at this haunted house. Who do you think? This actually does lead into the mystery. Who do you think are people that want to work at a haunted house? It, the list is strange for the people who want to work at a haunted house. Me, it makes sense. Sure. I'm a young guy, just moved to the city, looking for any kind of employment, and I worked in a haunted house when I was you know, in high school, just, just not too long ago, five years, six years prior. It's also a pretty, it's a pretty um, easy... Um... Uh, job to do if you have any type of performance skills, uh, sure. without or... having to commit to uh, too much of a too much of a like a like a like a line burden or you know like a sure. yeah oh yeah I don't know. also if you're like you know you have a criminal record or something you know pretty much <laughs> they'll take anyone. Um, so one guy there was a guy this is not who the mystery is about but this is one of the characters in that category. One guy was like part of the fucked up mechanic yard there was like a 
automotive junkyard kind of section of the haunted house. This thing was huge. Um, and his job was to like slam a wrench against a barrel all day. I don't know. I could hear him slamming all, all fucking haunted house. And I was like, how is that guy's ears going to be okay with that? But anyway, guy was fucked up. I, <laughs> you know, you get to kind of know people. I didn't really know that guy, but I walked by him one day pre scares. We were getting, we were getting on a, in costume, whatever. Walk by this guy. He's got a necklace of teeth on. So he's got a uh, necklace of teeth. What kind of teeth? Exactly. And, I, and I'm walking by, <laughs> and he goes, hey, look at this, necklace of teeth. I'm like, that's great, man. And then he smiles. He's missing some teeth. And then he goes, by the way, this one came out this morning. He plugs in one of the teeth from the necklace into the hole in his mouth, and it fits. Uh, what a cool party trick. The guy... The guy's tooth fell out that morning, and he already incorporated into his fucked up necklace of teeth he's wearing. This guy my is God. crazy, and this guy, this is the guy so, uh, I split we, my five grand with. So we got your uh, we got your resume here. Uh, thank yes. you for applying to the haunted house. Um, thank you. I see that uh, you served uh, uh, five years in prison. Um, six. I just wanted to briefly six. touch on that. It's actually six. It's, yeah, I. Yeah, the I. Uh, I was technically in prison for six years. Interesting. Sorry. Uh, just uh, I'm just want to know. It shouldn't be a problem. I mean, it's a haunted house, but um, I was a. I technically could have left prison, but I was a super senior. I did one more year just to kind of. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Okay, great. So the, those credentials kind of line up. Great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see you have a necklace of teeth. Is that something that you could um, yeah. bring to the uh, to the haunted house? Did, Is that uh, a prop that, that you could use that under that my you special skills? You saw that special skills? Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, necklace of teeth. Yeah, um, basically uh-huh. it's human teeth. Most of them are mine. And a lot of them oh, came and the out others? recently um, along with Just my... Just really quick, the, the, other, yeah. the other teeth that aren't yours, um, the, uh, what are the, uh, what's the story behind the, those? Um, mostly friends, some deceased... But anyway, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, basically a lot of these teeth are fresh from me, and they coincide with my okay. rising and crippling meth amphetamine addiction. Well, um, it sounds great. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and hire you right now. Um, right. You you wouldn't happen to know if there's any like young, excited, new Chicago transplants that I need to talk to. While oh, yeah. I'm at the haunted house. Actually, yeah, uh, out in the lobby is a uh, is a young, excited uh, comedian uh, guy who's uh, you know probably World's getting into oyster. this for the wrong reasons. Going to take the city yeah. by why don't storm. You, why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and send him in here? Uh, give him a give him a good little uh, <laughs> like scare. We uh, we like to prep prep those young ones. Like douse of reality, just drenched in reality. But anyway, <laughs> so there's that guy. But the real mystery here. Man, we've almost got enough where I don't even need to say the mystery. We can talk about this other guy next time. Nah, oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So anyway, the guy on the other side of me in the haunted hospital was a portly fellow with a big beard and a wild look in his eyes. And I would go in there and talk to him sometimes because whatever. You just, you know, sometimes there's no one walking through the haunted house. So you just go to the other room, say, hi, what's up? How's your scare going? That's cool. I went and talked to this guy, and we were hanging out in his haunted hospital, and he was a performance artist. 
very interesting figure and there's a lot to this guy and that's why i was trying to find him online because there's clips of him but anyway you know certainly an oddball i would go in there and talk to him so normally i'd be like hey what's up yeah some pretty funny scares coming through yeah 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 and then he would be looking at me like totally wide-eyed and i would be like what's up and he would be like it's just like your costume is really good it's very scary I was oh my like, God. but I wasn't even, I was like talking to him so normal and I was wearing like a ripped Justin Bieber shirt. Like <laughs> <laughs> he was getting freaked out just talking to me normal style. Um, but it makes sense because he was Whoa. such an oddball. I, I first encountered his oddballness when he was walking through the haunted house with a video camera. Like, cause he was in the haunted house, but uh-huh. he was walking through like pre or post or something with a video camera and he had... His sweater that he had had a ripped hole in the front, and it had something written in Danish. He wrote something in Danish, like in lipstick or something like that. And he was taking a video, and I was like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making this video for my Danish friend. This says, like, Hubular or something on my chest. It's something for my Danish friend. I'm like, okay, this guy's (laughs) got a lot going on. And then he was like, oh, yeah, um... Well, do you know Captain Beefheart? He was, he was talking to me like, he was like, I'm a conductor. I was like, oh, like a band? And he's like, yeah, do you know Captain Beefheart? And I was like, no. And he's like, you don't know Captain Beefheart? I was like, no. <laughs> Apparently, this guy's a famous like performance artist, Captain Beefheart. I've looked him Whoa. up since. Like, famous. Like, I, I maybe sh- maybe should have known who that was. But this guy does similar stuff. He show- he I figured out his name and looked him up online. And he... You know, he would be like, yeah, I'm like a conductor. Like, you know, like if I do a ba- – like I'm at the front of the band and if I do like a baseball pitch at somebody, that means pretend to play for five minutes. You know. What? Like a conductor. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's <laughs> you like, know. you know, like if I scratch my teeth, that means everybody plays whatever whatever notes they want to really fast. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about, guy? And I looked it up online. I saw one of their – concerts and it was exactly that just like the craziest instruments and he's doing all these weird motions at them and they're doing weird avant-garde music um oh my god just fully strange he was also a uh contestant on america's got talent which is the clip i was looking for and i looked it up at the time i think he was on multiple times because you know he's one of those joke performances that's like Look at how insane this guy is. It's an easy no from all of us because he's not, you know, singing, dancing, doing ventriloquism, whatever. So, like, one of his things was, like, I, I don't even know. I couldn't find this this clip, but he told me it was, like, he was he got ten Furbies to sing the national anthem or something like that, which I'm sure was not that. I'm sure they weren't singing the national I'm sure it was just ten Furbies and him being weird around them. But... <laughs> There's the clip is really funny because he's wearing this insane costume. It's got he's got this giant white robe on and this elaborate like ornate mask, and they're and and they like instantly x him because he's doing something weird, and then he's like he's like he like kind of darts almost off the stage. He dart and then he looks back and they're like, well, do you have anything else? Like Simon Cowell's like, have you got anything else? Whatever. And then fucking and then he, uh-huh. he goes, well, I do have an impression of a deer, and they go. Okay, well, can we see that now? And he just goes, <laughs> and then they go, they X him again, and then he's gone. 
The mystery is, what is this guy's name? Where do we find him? How can I look up these videos again? Oh, my God. The, I mean, well, this is an interactive mystery. Okay, everyone listening, we need your help. Scrub the internet. We need to find this guy. <laughs> I was trying, man. That's what I was – I assumed it would be easy to find, like, America's Got Talent. Or was it – was there another talent show called Something Else? Like, um, this was in 2012, right, or 20, 2009 or something oh, maybe he was on? Huh. America's uh, Got Talent. It was not. A, got talent. It was not a singing. So you one. think you can dance? No, it wasn't singing or dancing. It was. It was one of the talent ones. But I thought, I thought it was that one. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, I couldn't find okay. him just now. But man, if I could just get his name, we could look up all his content. Watch. Very strange. Oh, there's like America's Next Superstar or something like that. No, I don't think so. America's Next Top Model. That's it. No. Oh, that's it. <laughs> but he was like a big round guy. I think he was Jewish. He had like a big beard and stuff. Man, he was wild. Wild. That's the mystery. Wow. That's amazing. Mystery solved. <laughs> no, help us solve it. We, we I, I love the idea that this could be interactive. We can uh Oh, uh, yeah, so this is the end of the podcast, and so you can contact us. If you find this guy, if you want to write a review on Apple Podcasts, you can uh, you can do that. You can also email us at singalapur, S-I-N-G-A-L-A-P-U-R, at gmail.com. We're Singalapur Podcast on Instagram. We're also Singalapur on Twitter, and um, we have no place for you to donate us money, so continue to enjoy the show for free. <laughs> you can Venmo, please. You can Venmo. Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. You Hashtag can find stop oh, Ukraine. What? <laughs> Venmo to the anti-Ukrainian forces. I, I think I stand with Ukraine. I stand Ukraine. Talk about memes. I think I, I, I stand Ukraine. I chip in, stand in, spite. What is it? I, I chip eat, in. <laughs> I, eat, I, I eat hot chips, stand Ukraine, and lie. And lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I am lesbian, Damn. and I we're just stand a, with Ukraine. We're, we're just a meme factory. Eat Yay! hot chips, stand with Ukraine. <laughs> um. <laughs> meme factory. We got a hot new meme um, cranking down the line. I like I like the the idea of this podcast being like just chill. It's fine. We we record them in such an advance notice that I have plenty of time and it's not stressful at all. The last thing I want to do is find myself being stressed out we, by this. We technically and it's not we do, at all. We do have to it's get this fun. episode out before World War Three because if it's after World War Three, we're gonna seem callous. I think so, actually. I, I I was wondering, like, at what point do we talk about something relevant that yeah. the current episode that we're recording? We still have the other episodes that I can do. There's still, man, I mean, this is like, it, it is so funny because there is an email somewhere that's a relic of exactly this, which is um, someone says, hey, we should cancel the show tonight. We're, we're, I'm really worried about whatever this new virus thing is. And then Megan responds. This is like March, you know, March 2020. And Megan responds, I'm still down to do the show. I mean, if people don't feel comfortable, they don't have to show up. But I think we should still do the show. Yeah. 
It's like right <laughs> when the NBA was canceling, <laughs> right when it was real, like the day before. Oh like man, yeah. Such a such the wrong read. It's like <laughs> I kind of felt the same it way. Took, I was like, fucking whatever. It's just I know. One of these like I took I took about yeah. It was like overnight when things like kind of shut down and like it, it was all new. But I took about a week being like, is this really? Is this a bit like too much? Like <laughs> exactly. Uh, but just a week. Just after a, after about a week, I was like, okay, I should stop being an asshole and I should take all this very seriously yeah, and be responsible. Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So funny. And even you know. We were inside for like a month, and it was like, this is hell, this is crazy. <laughs> We've been inside for a month. Get us out of here. Ah! Oh, my God. Ah! Will this ever end? Can you imagine two months in? <laughs>